gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Empty Arena Podcast proudly brings to you its very new podcast with your hosts, Danny. Yeah, we stopped doing that like uh, a few weeks ago. <laughs> how, dare, how dare you? I did such a beautiful introduction, and after last week, after my beautiful exit-duction... Is that a you thing? just made that up on the spot. You know what? You guys are jerks. As a matter of fact, you're dicks. And well, I think I could say ooh. that, right? Yeah, we're, this is explicit. We're, we're explicit. So I could say, why don't you kiss the posterior part of my body, Nick? How Let me get my that? chapstick. <laughs> well, anyway, everybody, mm. welcome to a new edition of the Empty Arena Podcast. We can't see, we can't use new edition. That's oh, the name of a band bitch. from that's the nineties. Right, that's right. This is episode. Uh, I never heard of them. Fifty-seven. No, it's episode. It's one hundred and six. Thirty-four, I believe we are. We have to stop counting. I think you're incorrect. I think we're thirty-four or thirty-five. I'm I like think you're a punk ass bitch. Whoa. Hey, Chris, you're there. Wow. Hey, how you doing? We are Hello. at full capacity tonight for this new podcast. You keep referring to it as a new podcast. It's the same podcast. New episode. Same podcast. <laughs> same episode. To you. I'm trying to get us more viewers. So, so guys, viewership. Right. I think it's yes. called listenership. Oh, listenership. Well, we do have voices for radio, so faces so, for radio. You know, guys, I, I think this is the uh, the longest intro of the Empty Arena podcast history. I think it's the best uh, we're, intro. We're, we're going at about a minute and a half right now. So nice. Uh, so because Dandy didn't do this. Uh, so we're going to be talking today about Raw and SmackDown, as well as the worst gimmicks or repackaging of gimmicks. Yes. This is, yeah, this is a interesting week. This is a post- Very interesting. Superstar Shake-Up World, Raw and SmackDown. Didn't really feel like much has changed. They were poo-poo. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were shit, you could say that. Yes, they were shit. Yeah. Big uh, steaming piles of guano. What I think is What I think is happening now is I think the, the cooling off phase of the- Superstar shakeup is is finally dissipating. You know, we we just got out of out of mania, so mm-hmm. now they're finally laying the groundwork for money in the bank, or at least most of what we are expecting to come out. So that's right. a good that's one good thing at least. I don't know. I think uh, they should go hard in the paint. That's the problem. The problem is that never heard of that terminology. Yes, hard. In the like, are we talking like about a, the same sport? It's like a basketball <laughs> terminology. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's a bad, very yeah. posting up. What what I mean is that the way that I feel about it is after WrestleMania, it's a new introduction. New season. A new season. Yeah. And much like any episodic TV series, the new season... Okay, Michael Michael Cole. (laughs) (laughs) The the first episodes of the new season were always like, you know... Really shitty? No, they leave you with a lot of cliffhangers. Yeah, they they, set the tone. They set the tone or answer the questions. But right now, it's a whole lot of guano... Mm-hmm. They're starting to set up on. new feuds. They're teasing some feuds that could be happening down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, The Miz had a very good showing uh, on tonight on uh, this week's episode of Raw. Yeah. That really, you know, I I feel as though they're building building towards a uh, Ooh, universal championship run. Wowza, Danny! <laughs> <laughs> so wowza! For anybody uh, listening to that in uh, podcast land, I hope you did not have no, your face turned up. that's completely normal. At least it didn't come out of one other hole on his body. True. Oh, that's coming later. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, well, apparently we've had this this latest episode of Raw has had the uh, lowest viewership in quite some time. That makes sense. Uh, it's SmackDown numbers. It's you know it's it's uh, similar to that of SmackDown in, in its heyday. So that's something to be worried about. Um, 
but we are looking forward to a pretty so far they're setting up the card for money in the bank we have a good few weeks in between which is i think ideal when we want to actually set up a, a solid pay-per-view so we have seth rollins against aj styles for the universal championship at money in the bank we have becky lynch taking on charlotte for the smackdown women's championship and we have becky taking on lacey evans for the raw women's championship so now hold on a second there she's having two separate matches yes. she'll be pulling yep. double duty at wow money in the bank that sounds dirty i think it's double fantastic. duty <laughs> it makes sense she if she's ha- if she has both belts they're not unified technically she just has both belts like if someone were to have a universal title and an intercontinental championship mm. You fight and you defend so for it, both. So if they had the Universal and Intercontinental title at the same time, would they be the the Unicontinental? The Unicontinental? Like, or the Interversal? The Interversal. That, that, that's like how they used to do the European and the uh, Continental. Eurocontinental, yeah. yeah. That was uh, Kurt Angle. I don't remember what they what they. Shane never went with the Interpean. <laughs> Interpean, yeah. Sounds like a, too much of like a bodily function, I guess. That's yeah. why it didn't work. Um, but yeah, this is... Uh, Shaping up, I think, as I had mentioned earlier, and, and as you pointed out, Andrew, we're, we're starting to see you know new faces. We're starting to see new programs being put into the works. One that stood out to me, we don't have to get into it, but I know uh, the Usos and the Revival had a little segment backstage where they had a little uh, uh, yeah. dance-off, if you want to call it yeah. that. They just, you know, tra- traded Definitely some wasn't a dance-off that you're thinking <laughs> of, folks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wasn't but, the Macarena to the YMCA. <laughs> no, no, exactly. And uh, so that, that should be, that should be a, a good setup. I, I think they could do good things with that. But um, I would say, you know what? Let's, I would say let's talk about... Um, Sex, baby. Yeah, about about you and, and me. me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bray Wyatt. Yeah, uh, Bray yeah. Wyatt. The That's big, really the, the only. Talk of I'm hearing a lot of mixed reviews about this. This segment got over a million views on YouTube yeah. so far. But as you were saying, and, John, and, and I think I, I can see where they're going with this. That it's very cliche, I guess. Is it cliche or is it? It's it's actually it might be. Uh, I mean, I, I think at first glance, people are saying it's. This is they're making a joke of Bray Wyatt, but when you get to the root of it, it's he's he kind of seems like a cult leader. It this is yeah. He also seems is, crazy too. Yes, yeah, I think that's all point. Yes, yeah, he does right. And I, I actually personally, I think I'm gonna like this because it's, yeah. it's a different approach to the Bray Wyatt universe. Because you have to remember all of these all of these segments that they've done over the last couple of weeks with with that little creature coming out of the box and the the, the buzzard, the buzzard, the buzzard, the doll on the Mercy rocking chair. The 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 dollhouse, all these these the, the the creepy backdrop, the smoke, the darkness, everything just obviously hinting to who else. And even in this childish Pee Wee's Playhouse like segment, you had those <laughs> elements that were still present. So I have to believe that they're still sticking with that dark side of it, but they're just taking it to an extreme level where it's really becoming, I think, disturbing is probably the best word. That's and- the best way to put it. Yep. And here's my thought. You're you are gearing this toward children. So do you really want to see Bray Wyatt being a cult leader for children? <laughs> I mean However, do you introduce a Kool-Aid? <laughs> he took out a chainsaw and cut off the head of his uh former cardboard cutout. Yes. Right. Um so yeah. However, if this is going as a uh don't no, if, if he's Kool-Aid. a cool, if he cool, you hear me? <laughs> if he's if he's going as a cult leader, is that what they call a cult of personality? 
confirmed. Yeah, CM Punk confirmed. Says says forty two year old in mother's basement. Let me be let me be very, very frank with you. If they have I prefer Francis. Who's Frank? He's a he's a nice guy. If they put CM Punk in anytime soon, it's not gonna work. He's gotta he's gotta die down first with his abysmal UFC tryout career that he had. Well, he recently like he apparently interfered in a wrestling event over the past weekend. I... Yeah, did, was that really him? Was he wearing a mask or something? I, I heard of. He was wearing a mask, but he was wearing a hoodie. Yeah, where people have seen him wear. Where. In that same area, like that same city, like is that what it was? WWE wrestling event? No, 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 no. It was like a, like a just, super just independent wrestling. Just out and about, or you know, I don't so know. Was it at like, like like Johnny Ross World of Unpredictable Wrestling uh, type event. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely. But it was, yeah. Hey, John Broadway. It looked like him. I mean, it, it had the same mannerisms, the same way that he would. Uh, <laughs> you know, the the way he would be in the ring, or the way he would move in the ring. Hmm. Okay. Look like it. Who the hell knows if it was? But it would be cool if it mm. was. I yes, don't that, think that's, so. That's some. That's some general uh, news. But I mean, regardless, I, I don't. It's all speculation. And yeah. even if Punk came back tomorrow, I mean, this is just me talking. Not. not my views are not uh, are not of that of the of the overall empty arena. But uh, I wouldn't really care. Um, I don't my think it, it wouldn't. It wouldn't do anything. I mean, at this point, <laughs> right I, I was, I was, I was, I was a big punk fan. You know, when he was, you know, rolling yeah. back in the day. But it just now he's he's over forty years old. Now he's beat up. He's especially now. I mean, it's yeah. you know, if he wants to get back involved in the business, let him be a commentator or something. I'm sure he could. You know, he's got a big mouth, so I'm sure he could. I would value. love to see him <laughs> as a commentator. He could that be takes a bumps. commentator. Sure. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, so we have we have Bray Wyatt now coming back as this uh, creepy cult leader, but. We had a few other changes over the course of Raw and SmackDown. We had the debut of Robert Roode, the repackaged, yes. the repackaged Bobby Roode as uh, this creepy porn stash <laughs> gimmick. A la, a la is, ravishing Rick uh, Roode. <laughs> I, I wonder how they're going to play with this because he does have a little bit of a resemblance to Rick Roode. And obviously he's using Absolutely this, not. A little bit. I think he has a little bit of a uh, resemblance. A little bit, more like a lot of it. <laughs> Um, but I'm, I'm wondering if they're going to say that he's the son of Ravishing Rick. Like, somehow. Because <laughs> he's, he's, he's wearing the same robes, he's doing... He is, he is not... I, I don't think that he's I know you're offended, him. Danny. I am offended. <laughs> I'm offended because Rick Rude was the precursor to, uh, you know, to the, the, one, Val-Venus. the one and only, only Valvinus. <laughs> but no, Rick Rude was a different type of character. Like, Bobby Rude never portrayed himself as that. So if they repackage him as that, where he's, like, coming out, taking off his robe like I'm a sexy man, all you all you other jabronis out there, shut the fuck well, up. Well, I don't know if it's going to go that far. Right. <laughs> I mean, I, I, you know, if they say, oh, he's the son of Ravishing Rick Rude, great. But what is that? I don't think that that does anything for him at this point in time. I mean, no. he is over forty years old, so I love for it gives, to be gives him a sweet stash, though. The sweet stash. <laughs> it would it would have been great if Kurt Angle was still the GM and like he would get like a like a a Manila folder handed it to him by one of the interns backstage and be like, "Oh my God, Bobby Roode is the son of Rick Roode. I just got the paternity <laughs> test." This is over a million dollars. Do, is it recruit, is it recruit dead now? Yes, it is. Well, they, they can still do, I guess, a gene test. That's messed, that's messed up. So we, we had we had uh, him against Ricochet, and we'll, 
now. And he won clean over Ricochet. He won clean over Ricochet. A little upset about that. I would. I, I. I do like Ricochet. I don't really. Ricochet's need to, awesome. I, I don't really need to see. Uh, you know, Bobby Roode go over in this scenario. Robert Roode. Robert. God, Andrew. Robert We're never gonna get it right. Yeah, to if he goes to Mexico, trying to get uh, Roberto relevant. Roode. But now, speak, speaking Roode. of speaking of Ricochet, we noticed that he was, uh, you know, a singles competitor. Alistair Black is now on SmackDown Live. That's right. Uh, along yes. with Andrade singles and Zelina Vega. And well, I, I the couples heard. are together. Zelina yes. and Alistair and Charlotte and Andrade. They're a couple? Yeah, Andrade and yeah. Charlotte are dating. Really? They are yeah. actually engaged. So I was, I was reading up on it, apparently. Uh, so I guess you have to unfollow Charlotte now, Andrew, right? Charlotte, he, uh, he pooped the question. <laughs> he said, uh, would you be my main event push? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, good for them. So, so, so at the altar, she's going to say, I woo? Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> I can't say I'm upset with uh, Alistair Black and Ricochet splitting up. I, I didn't love them as a that's tag yeah, team. I understood why they had to do it. Uh, but let's see what they can do uh, as they individuals they, because they that's well really together. how they made their name in, in NXT. And I, I mentioned this last week, but in the course of one week, they went for the Raw tag titles, the SmackDown tag titles, and the NXT tag titles, and they did not win any of those matches. And then they broke up. And makes sense for them to break up. Exactly. Of course. So it's we went for all the gold. It's not working out. I'm going to go do my thing on SmackDown. Just, you know, do your thing on Raw. Yeah. I think if we, we were a tag team, we'd win the gold. Are you looking at me or? Yeah, like if if all of us, if me and you, Andrew, if we, yeah, if we yeah, were a tag yeah. team, we'd do well. We would do well. John yeah. John could be our our manager. I could be the Paul Heyman. A la, a la, a la Paul <clears throat> Heyman, or, or even even taking it back, a la Bobby uh, the Brain. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> my name is John. Morreale. Well, no, at least two of two <laughs> of right, us Joker. would have to be the tag team. And I am the advocate for. <laughs> I don't know how I got lips. stars. I don't need an advocate. <laughs> I would I would say at least three of us would have to go for singles belts, uh, and then two of us would have to be a te- you know to have all the gold. Oh and, yeah. And one of and one of our wives or fiancés or girlfriends would have to have like a <laughs> anything any other <laughs> any other relationship status you want to female companion. It's I think I think let's oh, now let's, we're all covered. Let's, let's let's be let's be real. Christina would be the 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 champion. And then I think that Ping would be the Intercontinental Champion if they had an Intercontinental, if they make one for the ladies. If I, I thought you were going to say that yeah. penises. And then, uh, <laughs> and then, yeah. I, I don't I, know, Carol Ann. I don't know, Chris. I think she'd be like the she'd be like she'd be the, the plant champion, the Miss Elizabeth. Well, this is, this <laughs> the plant champion. Quite the uh, quite the rabbit hole. But just <laughs> right, anyway, let's line. get back into it. Yeah. So we Go. have. Uh, now, so overall, Raw was pretty shitty. Yeah, um, yeah it was uneventful. The, 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 the opening dookie. was the opening was long and dragged out, uh, and that took up uh, approximately six of the broadcast. Uh, <laughs> and they brought out how many? There was seven or eight guys in the ring. Yeah, that's right. All with everyone. mics. Yeah, the yeah. Roster. Just all the triple threat competitors yeah, from had, that night. Yeah, because they had no other way to say that they're all going to be triple threat matches. Well, and it was so generic too. Everyone that came out just said the same garbage. It was so like, oh, here comes one, here comes you know the what? other. Just I'm going to punch my ticket for the world heavyweight championship match. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I'm going to go to the Money in the Bank and win the world title. <laughs> and then <laughs> I don't give a damn what you say, what you think. 
I'm going to be champion. And I'm like, all right, whatever, fine. How many freaking times is this guy going to say it? I mean, it's like, um, so right. because, because we don't have copyright, uh, entitlements to that stuff, we're going to have people do impersonations of, uh, the, the interviews <laughs> and stuff. So that's, that's, that's our new, uh, our new, uh, gimmicks every week. You're going to like my impersonation, John. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm not John. Uh, <sighs> Triple H. Uh. <laughs> game. Okay. All right. So uh, fast forward, AJ won. The number one contendership. Yeah, oh, no, that's, have him... that's actually interesting wow. because I've 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 heard a lot of the house shows. They've been doing a lot with uh, Seth Rollins and Baron Corbin. Hmm. Oh God, I'm as as main event. So that's what I thought that was going to happen. They were going to give because I mean AJ and uh, and Seth. Do you really want to waste that for Money in the Bank? Like you know, wouldn't that be a good feud for SummerSlam or right. something like that? So that's why I thought this would have been a placeholder since be hearing yeah. that they've been working a lot together, Baron Corbin I, and Seth Rollins. I, I agree with you, Chris, but I feel like at a certain point, it's, it's you know, w- w- there's so many matchups that could happen, and I, I feel like they give that stuff away now. I, I You know, like Orton and AJ, that could have been a match on SmackDown, but they made it a Mania match. So I guess, mm-hmm. and, you know, anytime you can make a match worthy of SummerSlam or Mania just by how you book it yeah i mean you have between yeah no, i could agree with yeah, that. yeah between now and SummerSlam, you have what you know four eight twelve almost 16 weeks worth yeah. of, of potential opportunities to put together a, a, a great match but like you said you know there, there used to be a time where these things would build up back in the day we used to think about you know these big matches and you know how they would just keep guys apart girls apart and it, it would just be something to look forward to but yeah um, yeah, yeah. I'm curious, you know, because then it, it brings the other question into play, which I guess will become more clear as the weeks go by. Um, who do we predict being the Money in the Bank briefcase winner this year? Because they're saying that they really want to make whoever wins it this year really come out shining like a star. That's what the dirt sheets said from what I read earlier today. Because yeah. the last couple of years, it's been really uneventful, Money in the Bank. It has. Um and I, I, I'm curious to see how, like, you know, what the format is if they go, you know, three from Raw, three from SmackDown, and, you know, they do that on right. both women and the men's side. There's too much talent where I, I think they can do multiple matches, multiple ladder matches, but you can't have four ladder matches on one show. That would just be yeah. insanity. And they would... That would be bananas. No, they wouldn't be insanity because they broke up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we had those two triple threat matches on Raw. That's, I feel for the... Majority that that's mainly what happened on, yeah. on Raw. Yep. Uh, on on SmackDown, he had a few good a few good a few good uh, men. men spots. Ooh. A few good men. A few good men. We had a few good uh, a few good spots. We had Roman and Elias continuing that feud that'll continue into Money in the Bank. Uh, the whole <laughs> you know now I guess Roman is now feuding with Shane, which is kind of weird and Elias is his surrogate wrestler. Yeah. Well, the the Roman feuding machine is kind of like shades of like 2016. Cuz wasn't that the whole thing with Vince Vince feuded with Roman in the Shield for a little well, bit. Yeah, for a with while. The authority, they, I should say. Yeah, they, right. they they had yeah, they they do this and I I I'm I'm I appreciate they're not they're not putting Roman in the spotlight like in the WWE title picture spotlight. Not yet, like, yeah. It's going to happen soon, but um, he's kind of working his way back, and I guess he's taking on the biggest heel in Vince McMahon. And if you want to get someone over, I guess that's a way to do it. But yeah, I, I be careful. I laughed to myself because I saw um, 
can't remember where it was one of those websites that recapped the results and it had this little editorial comment in there about how Reigns is feuding with the McMahons, which, contrary to what we all know is true, to make it seem like he's not uh, uh, favored by the McMahons, but we know he really is. And it's like, you know, all right, we get it. You know, you're, you're pissed about Roman being put in a big spot, but it's just, it's let the story play out. You know, who, who knows where it'll go? I mean, he might end up having, you know, really good matches with Elias. And uh, like you said, with anything, you just have to wait and see how it comes out because... Mm. You know, you never know. But aside from that, again, it really wasn't a whole lot going on. The big thing, of course, Kevin Owens turning heel, which we knew had to happen. happen. Thankfully, it happened. That had to happen. And I mean, how many people is, you know, how many people will Kevin Owens turn on before people start, you know, not trusting him? I don't I don't get it. Like Chris (laughs) Jericho, uh, Sami Zayn. Now, Kevin Owens, he's involved in the same storyline where he pretends to be somebody's friend and then, oh, he turns on him. But thank God he turned Thank God he turned heel. I was just, he, I was done with the face He just, thing. he works so much better as a heel in general. I, I just, there's obviously, as we all know, there's certain guys that just thrive better in certain roles. And he yeah. clearly is his, someone that works as a heel much better. His persona, mm. his personality, his humor, it all works better as a heel. Yeah. The only way I could ever see him working as a face is if they take him to that next level and just simply make him more of an aggressive character, more of a violent character, which even in today's day and age, thank you, Danny, for that introduction. Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's the Chinese food that we eat. Really that's, that's called an airing podcast. out of your grievances out of your esophagus. <laughs> Happy Festivus. I mean, um, to, to, be, to be fair, uh, yeah, I agree with you, Nick. I better agree with me. You're, 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 you're right. You're right. Yeah. So that was uh, that was for the most part SmackDown again. Not not too much happened in this post shakeup world. No. Um. You know, I, I I'm I'm looking forward to the next few weeks. I'm looking forward to talking about Money in the Bank as as uh, you know as the weeks progress. But I feel like it's too early to tell how Money in the Bank will play out. Hmm. As a future episode uh, possibility, I know I might be spoiling it for some people, but we may eventually do something where we talk about uh, our favorite Money in the Bank moments. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. So How dare you spoil it, it for people? But keep an ear out so, for that. On the heels of uh, all the gimmick changes in the last well, two weeks. We've had a ton. We've had tons of gimmick yeah. changes. Tons of gimmick changes. How about we talk about some gimmicks that have been repackaged over the last uh, couple of decades, either Ooh. good or bad? Yeah. Oh God, there's so many. There's so many train wrecks. There's quite a few, and there's some we don't even like realize were are actual. Like there's so many gimmicks that are good now that we don't realize were so bad at one point. Yeah, some were True. just so bad that we couldn't even have a chance to literally blink, and they were just gone. Yeah. Um, the the first one I want to bring up is actually the New Day. Yeah. Um, yeah. when they first came out, everyone was like, "What the hell is this?" It was weird. Yeah. It was very. They weird. were booked as gospel singers. Yes. Yeah. Booked as gospel singers, but in the end, it turned out that they were slightly more than gospel singers. <laughs> they it actually worked out, you know, because they originally were heels. They played pretty mm-hmm. good heels for yes. a, for a little while, and but they were never over. Right, right. At first, no, they were never over. It got it was like, are they over? Are they not over? And even when they were popular, like 2015, 2016, they were still never like they were a fun tag team, but they weren't necessarily over. Mm. Yeah, they initially played that uh, underrepresented card 
in their promos and in their gimmick that always finds a way to work to an extent, I think. But they really proved eventually that they were more than just that. They really, as a unit, were incredibly gifted. And they created something that to this day has lasted and endured for as long as it did. Yeah, and uh, you know that that, that was a, a unique uh, gimmick that is still working today. Absolutely. So another gimmick uh, change was brought up by Chris while we were off the air earlier. Yes. Chris, were, were well, you ready? <laughs> well, I, <laughs> well, you couldn't hear me for such a long time. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking the 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 refusal of Vince McMahon to give up on a gimmick when Scott Hall and Kevin Nash left for greener pastures or so they thought in wcw vince uh tried to continue the razor ramon and diesel characters using different wrestlers and if anybody remembers uh diesel fake diesel was actually kane (laughs) it was isaac yankum now let me ask you let me ask you a question do you think he was really doing that because he was so enamored with the gimmicks or was he doing it just to like take a jab at those two guys for leaving and bailing i think he was trying to save face in terms of them (laughs) you're not going to necessarily see scott hall yeah you're going to see razor he sure he sure fooled me (laughs) yeah and there's a there's a um a documentary that interviews Scott Hall and Kevin Nash saying that uh, Ted Turner and the people at WCW or Eric Bischoff and the people at WCW got wind that uh, WWF was advertising Razor Ramon and Diesel. And they brought Scott Hall and Kevin Nash into the office and they said, uh, what is it? You want more money? Here, I'll give you more money. They <laughs> thought that they were flip-flopping back to WWF. <laughs> And Kevin Nash was like, yeah, okay, I'll sign it. No problem. You want me to give you more money? Okay, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> uh, that should have been sign number one of what a circus it was over there. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's funny, man. What other what other interesting gimmick changes can we think I would, of? I would say for me, one of the, the, cool, the most interesting gimmick changes, of course, I got to take it back a little bit to the Attitude Era. Take it back now, y'all. But was the, the gimmick change of the right to censor. This was a good... Okay. Actually, Danny, this yeah. is a really good one. You where, where Val Venus, Ivory, the good father instead of the godfather. And Stephen Richards. Richards. Yes, they all got reformed. And uh, they no longer... Go ahead. Yes, no, keep going, keep going. Uh, they, they no longer came out with their regular gimmicks. Instead, they all dressed up kind of like Mormons with like a black tie. <laughs> Fun People story. From the Church of uh, Jesus Christ of Latter- Latter-day Saints. Yeah. Fun story. I, I had maybe gotten into wrestling maybe like a year before that, and I started going to shows. Uh-huh. And I actually went to the show where the the Dudley Boys, who were part of the Right to Censor for like a week and a half. Yeah. Um, I went to the show that they actually turned on the right to censor. Mm. And I, I remember very distinctly screaming, Devon, get the tables. And I didn't think he was going to do it. And he actually got the tables and put <laughs> Just because through. you told him. Yes. And just because, because you because. said it. They listened to John. You that know, was a SmackDown? That was a SmackDown. You know, I loved, I loved that. Gi- that gimmick pissed my father off so much. He took the best wrestler. He took they Val took Val and, him. and he was so pissed off. Oh, your, your, your father's South Papadrea. Yes. They made he him. was so pissed <laughs> off. He was so pissed off. 
He was like, these fucking guys, they do this to Val Venus. He's supposed to come out with the chicks, bro. I said, dude, <laughs> what are they doing over here? And they made him, what was his name? Chief Morley, I think his name was. They changed yes. his name to Chief Morley. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, as then, weird uh, as it is to say, Val Venus, his gimmick was stale. <laughs> and and speaking, yeah. speaking of... Or the, hard. Uh, hey, <laughs> speaking of the good father, before he was the godfather, he was also one of my very favorite uh, wrestlers when I was a little kid, Papa Shango. Papa Shango. Yep. Papa Shango. Yes, I remember Papa Shango. That was a pretty cool gimmick. I liked Papa uh, Shango. Yeah, it was, it was uh, a little rough. Around the edges. It was like, the, boogie, it was like the boogeyman. The original boogeyman, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah he was like the Did boogeyman. they ever wrestle? Did they ever wrestle? Papa the boogeyman Shango and Papa. the boogeyman? No, he he yeah. became the the godfather way before boogeyman was ever With the whole train. Okay. Well, you know what he I was? Well, 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 after he was Papa Shango, he was in the Nation of Domination. Yes. Kama Mustafa. Yes. Yep. Or Mufasa. There's, there's, yeah. a, there's a faction right there. Yeah. We are the nation. Of domination. Yeah. So speaking would of con- never go over <laughs> nowadays. Speaking yeah. of controversial, there's another gimmick that I believe we all could agree on that was very controversial. Chavo Guerrero turning into Kerwin White. Oh God. That guy never <laughs> wrestled, I think. Under that gimmick. I don't right. yeah, it was a very awkward time because uh, right after he became Kerwin White, unfortunately Eddie Guerrero had passed right. away. Mm-hmm. Right. So it was a very weird time for his gimmick. Yeah. And it never really flourished. Yeah. But his whole gimmick was that white is right. If it ain't was, white, it ain't right. If it ain't white, it ain't right. Which which I, don't, I, don't very, even, I don't like repeating that. It's kind of weird. <laughs> very strange. Uh, yeah, that was I know. a later one. And then I think another... Uh, this actually this is more of a, of a positive gimmick change. Yep, the only time you could promote white is right is when you're promoting 100% breast meat in your chicken products. Go ahead. <laughs> and, and rice and Or bleaching your clothes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, your white un- color clothes. The Undertaker, uh, going from the Dead Man to the American Badass. The American yeah. Badass. Going back to the Dead Man, getting buried alive by Kane and uh, yeah. I think it was Rolling, 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 series Rolling, Rolling, and coming back as the Dead Man. So that that whole process of him, you know, switching gimmicks. I thought it was a interesting take on his character. Well, yeah, I mean, he he reinvented the Undertaker gimmick like. Several times. Yeah. I remember when he went from the Undertaker with the, the purple gloves purple gloves that the... my mom uses to wash dishes <laughs> uh, <laughs> to like the scary Undertaker where he had like Stephanie McMahon chained up. Where to Stephanie? That was the ministry, the corporate yep. ministry, the yeah. ministry of darkness. He had that Lucifer-esque uh, goatee. With, uh, oh, there we go. There's a fa- Gangrel and the Brood. And then Edge and Christian. Yes. Went yeah. from the Brood to Edge and Christian, the greatest tag team ever. Right. And that, was, that wasn't necessarily a very drastic change in gimmick. It just kind of happened over time. Like yeah. They were never taken off yeah. TV, which is which is wild. Well, what, well, well, what guess, about the Acolytes turning to the APA? Yeah. Well, Same thing. Yeah, that was interesting, I think, too. I think that they were... Persona change. Because yeah. they were considered like vampires or something like that. They were yeah. officially... Yeah, yes. they were vampires... Uh, but eventually they became uh, divas, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> and we also had uh, another. Um, oh, we had Isaac Yankum becoming Kane. That's right. That's a that's a success story. Yeah. Oh yeah. That is. And that gimmick felt like it's never changed since. No. Yeah. Although there was at one point, uh, Luke Gallows became fake Kane for one month around like, 2006, 2007. Well, how about how about the the gimmick change within Kane, 
when he had to use the artificial voice oh, box. Oh, yeah, that was annoying. To when he was unmasked and had the horrible burns that was just makeup that was smeared under his mask. <laughs> and then he shaved his head and he didn't have a mask. And then he did have it's the mask. Like, oh, God. And then he was only using this. the mask on special occasions. <laughs> and now he he's did... using the mask again. Well, no, not even that. He's doing mask and corporate, um, corporate cane. Yeah, corporate yeah, cane. Yeah, that was... That was terrible. Oh, corporate game was awful. Yeah. I, I, I'm one of the few who really liked Kane when, when he did take off the mask because what happened was, like, you saw Kane go to a level of psychotic in, in rage that it was never there. He became more methodical. He was, you know, he was always a well-spoken guy, but he became, like insane and, and like really violent and it in was like memory. another level like a psychotic insane disturbed memory. person you know what i mean so uh, i thought it was cool for a while yeah. i think the moment he started uh playing the air trombone with santino that was it for him <laughs> i would say jbl's uh gimmick changed too when yeah he, from, yeah. He uh, went from like a- apa to uh rich, mm-hmm. rich texan yeah the rich stock market texan yep uh i want to j- throw in johnny curtis turning into fandango yeah, oh, that's a that's a bad gimmick. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, Fandango worked for approximately six months, mm, and then yep. after that, got really stale. And now he's in. Hey, his his theme Fandango song got over like, as hell. Yeah, he's mm. in yeah Fashion Police. <laughs> but he was oh, Johnny Curtis in that too. Really funny. Fashion Police was great. <laughs> fashion Police was actually hilarious. I really enjoyed that, the that's Fashion like Police. If, if that's like if Chris and I became a tag team. I feel like we would be in line with them. But uh, that would be uh, Melissa and Joan Rivers. That's a Fashion Police. Now, I don't know if you guys would Take consider, away my man card, please. I don't know if you guys would consider this a gimmick, but the superpowers. The mega powers? The mega powers. They were both individual wrestlers. They joined forces together. And they were just, you know, really, really good. And I guess they could be considered a gimmick, you know. Andrew, what do you think? Oh, he's gone. He's gone. <laughs> he left. That's right, guys. A- Andrew had to attend to uh, other business, so he is no longer part of the podcast tonight. Yes, he left us. Basketball bailed. He's a jerk. Quit. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Now he. Threw us off. Uh, okay, so we also had uh, Damn you, Andrew. a couple of other well, gimmicks. on the list? I would say I would say one repackaged gimmick was um, what was it? Was it Earthquake to Hakeem? He was he was Hakeem. It was Hakeem to the one man gang or one man gang. One man gang. Yeah. The one man gang was in the tournament in uh, WrestleMania four. Oh yeah. Yeah. Macho Macho Man beat him on uh, disqualification. <laughs> just in case you were wondering, yeah, he didn't I was really... just listening to a uh, a Bruce Pritchard podcast about WrestleMania Four. Check it out. <laughs> I had an Akeem uh, action figure. Why I don't know. I was just collecting them back in the day. <laughs> it's probably the, it's probably the cheapest one that you could get. Yeah. I think he's the one that had the uh, headbutt feature where you pulled the head back and the torso went forward. Nice. <laughs> um, oh, Farouk. Farouk. Yeah, Farouk. Well, well, yeah, I, I kind of did say Farouk, uh, Farouk and Bradshaw going from the Acolytes to the APA. No, no, Farouk was like Gladius or something Oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Before, yeah, yeah. Like a gladiator dude. Oh, my God. Yeah, 97 was day. just a bad year for, for gimmicks. Yeah. Uh, the Sultan was another one. Uh-huh. Uh, Mantar, the guy that came out in the big furry suit. Um, the gobbledygooker. I was just about to say the gobbledygooker. <laughs> but I think he's the most – I think the gobbledygooker, whoever he or she is or was – had to be the most fun gimmick 
because you always expected him or her to come out right right at the most inopportune times then there was one called the I Goon. heard that that was a Guerrero really really yeah huh. I don't know the, then there was one called the Goon, this guy that would come out on skates. <laughs> you know, now we're just what going into Mountie? bad now, gimmick character. We're not even it, talking about repackages. Wait, wait, what about um, Doink? How about the Brooklyn, the Brooklyn Brawler? He he was always yeah, the Brooklyn he, Brawler. Yeah, that was always his thing, I think. Um, what about Doink and Dink? Were those, uh, were Doink those, and Dink were. Uh, were those the same person? Chris, what are you doing? Did you just <laughs> fart? It sounded like you no. farted, Chris. No, Listen, my lovely he, wife. My lovely he, wife just uh, brought me some cookies and some milk. Oh, <laughs> and some sweets. Say, Chris, okay, Chris, I think you need clothes. to. I think you need to oil your ass. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, there's also uh, Brodus Clay recently. Not recently, but that's in the last like five six years. Going from the the well, yeah. he yeah. took Ernest the Miller. Yeah, yeah. Albert in, oh Al- my god Albert as Tensai yeah that was yeah, a weird was change. Oh, really terrible Tensai? how about what about Reverend Devon and Deacon Batista yes when they were they, yeah. that's when they went from to the uh, right to censor no no, no. They, they were just on Smackdown yeah, together the, I think they were on Smackdown interesting Devon went from the W boys to Reverend Devon and Batista went from Deacon Batista to regular Batista <laughs> regular Batista <laughs> <laughs> well what about um, I think that Andrew when he was here mentioned this one uh, when Hulk Hogan got revamped to, to Mr. America Mr. No, not Mr. America <laughs> from, from Captain America from literally being Hulk Hogan to Hollywood Hulk Hogan brother for the NWA best heel turn in the history of the business yeah, yeah. Yep. nobody was expecting that so, everybody remembers where they were when Hulk Hogan turned heel. Where were you, Chris? I was in my basement. Oh, my. Where where, where were you when Pearl Harbor was bombed? <laughs> Everybody a in my father's eye. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Oh, man. Um, who else did we have as far as a, a, a bad repackage? Um, well, we had a guy by the name of Mordecai who didn't really go anywhere. Yep. That was eventually uh-huh. repackaged as Kevin Thorne, a vampire-like guy mm. on ECW, which was... Uh, I don't know how much better it was. It was still pretty far-fetched. Can we <laughs> it say, just didn't work. Can we say Edge was repackaged to the rated R yeah. superstar? It was, a, it was a boost in his character, I'd say. Well, I mean, if we're talking about Bobby Roode being repackaged from glorious how about, to now, then Edge is a good one. How answer. about Surfer Sting to Crow Sting? Ooh. See, that was a good one. Yeah. I, I like that one. That, that was an example of a good well, one. Because they needed somebody to take out the NW, the new, new, new world. New world order. John, you're laughing at something. Now we have to know. I just pulled up a list. Of the 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 fifty from Bleacher Report, I'm not, I'm not gonna take credit for this. Uh-huh. The the fifty sucktacular gimmicks in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Oh man. The the number one from WCW, the Ding Dongs. The hell is the Ding Dongs? <laughs> now who comprised of that? Ramalama Ding Dong. <laughs> um, apparently it was a ridiculous tag team from the late '80s. Um, it was before. Uh, Turner was the president of WCW. It was still on WA, uh, I guess. Yeah. Right. Um, well, we can say that it does. It doesn't even give names of who was in the the team. It, it can say that Chris and my favorite WCW wrestler was it was a, a repackaged gimmick. 
Do you know who I'm talking about, Chris? Who's that? Disco Fever. Disco oh, fever. man. Disco Fever. Yeah, he was yeah, one of my yeah, favorites. Yeah. I love the Disco Inferno for hey, man, some he, reason. His, he was my dude. He brought prestige to the television his, title. His finishing move is my favorite wrestler's finishing The, the Disco Ball the Drop. The disco yeah, Ball Drop. Um, okay, so before Sean Stasiak was Sean Stasiak, he was known as Meat. <laughs> meat? Just Meat. Just Meat. Uh, oh God! Yes, Danny. Uh, it was Akeem the African Dream before Akeem he was one. Dream, before he was yeah. one man gang. Yes, exactly. Um, just go through the list here. Can we say that Owen Hart was technically the blue gimmicked as the Blue Blazer? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, before Goldust was Goldust, he was known as Seven in WCW. That's weird. The Mechan 3 Dutty Rose. Yeah, uh, 7 was weird. I remember that. Uh, the Spirit Squad. Yeah, Nikki. Oh Nikki One went of them on, was Dolph Ziggler. Nikki, yep. Nikki, Nikki went, went on, on to be, be Dolph, Dolph Ziggler. Ziggler. Yeah. Yep. And Kenny just stood as Kenny. <laughs> Unfortunately, there was one in TNA called Orlando PD Jordan. Gass, right? PD Gas was one of them. Orlando Jordan, the bisexual wrestler from TNA. I still can't believe that. That's yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> what about... Uh, uh, MVP. Who was he before he was MVP? No, I think it was just Montel Vitavia Sport MVP. I think, I think it was so, just that. Yeah. yeah, I think he had a gimmick change per se. Yeah. Um, Titus. Titus went. Titus went from the tag teams. I have one that we're all forgetting. What? Going from funny to awesome. Sexual chocolate. Mark Henry. Oh, that, that was, was a good one. one. Yes, that was a good one. I I thought that that was the best one. Yeah. His sexual. Cho- he he was like nation of domination. Then was it sexual yeah. chocolate after that? I think sexual sexual chocolate stopped after what? like two thousand one, two thousand two. I right. think. And that, but when did he? When was he like the? This is my house. Oh, the Hall of Pain. Yeah. That was like late two thousand nines, early two thousand tens. I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of other guys that like in WWE that were repackaged. That Stone um, Cold. For uh, he was the ringmaster. Stone Cold yes. was the ringmaster, and then he went on to Steve Austin before he was Stone Cold. Steve well, he, Austin. he was stunning Steve Austin. Well, that was in WCW. Right. Then he well, came wasn't as he part the of the Hollywood Blonde. Yes. Too? Mm-hmm. Then, then he became the Stone Cold with hair. That, that's funny. Yep. Then he was just regular, and then when when he did literally like the day after he. What was it, King of the Ring, where he was talking to Jake the Snake? Austin 316 says, I just whooped your ass. That was it. Yep, that was um, it. He was off to the races. Mark Miro, when he was in WCW, oh, he was Mark known Miro. as Johnny B. Bad. Yeah. Yep, him and Sable. Sable Sable bombed him, kicked his yeah. ass. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you guys remember the headbangers from the 90s, the late 90s. Uh, Mosh and, uh, yeah. and Thrasher. Um Thrasher was injured. Mosh got uh, a really bad gimmick, if you guys remember this. Beaver Cleavage. No. What? Yep. I, I do re- vaguely remember this. No. Um, apparently, it was a nod to leave it to Beaver. Um, and Beaver regularly exchanged sexual innuendo, innuendo with his mother, Mrs. Cleavage. Oh, God. And the, the gimmick only lasted about a month. Yeah, I wonder why. For all you people yep. out there that clamor for the Attitude Era to come back, are you sure? <laughs> yes. Are you sure when you hear things like that? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Bagwell uh, and Scotty Riggs from WCW, before they were that, they were the American Males. Hmm. The Steiner Brothers. The Steiner Brothers. Rick? Bro- yeah, they, because they went from a tag team to, like, 
like traditional wrestling like you know they came out with headgear and stuff like that and then he came out like as a you know Hollywood dude yeah Scott Steiner uh, in WCW there was Kevin Nash and uh, Kevin Sullivan uh, before they were them they were Oz and the Wizard hmm <laughs> uh, let's see oh, just going through this still how many more you got there there's uh, quite a few on this list oh, uh, boy. let's see let's see let's see uh, let's Anything do, noteworthy. Let's do two, let's do two no, more. No, there's a, there's a lot of WCW garbage on here, to be honest. Yeah. WWE was better than that. They didn't repackage. Yeah. Except for the Shockmaster. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Two more, John, and then I think that we're pretty good for these gimmicky gimmicks. The uh, gimmicky Jim, gimmicks. Because we don't want this to be a gimmick. Jim yes. Neidert, uh was briefly known as Who. Who? Uh-huh. Who? The guy that played third base. Yep. Oh, I got got one. Same gimmick, but repackaged. Big Boss Man. He went from dressing up like a state trooper to wearing the... All uh, black. Yeah. Yeah. All black and stealing uh, (laughs) Big Show's fault. Yeah, but he couldn't work a match. I got one. How about Perry Saturn going into Crazy Perry Saturn? Eh. Moppy. With Moppy. Yeah. Oh. Dean Malenko as the ladies' man, the the the, the, the <laughs> ladies' man Dean Malenko. How great was that? That really did wonders for him. Tugboat turning to typhoon. I think in that guy's Titantron, you could see the look of depression on his face. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I think that uh, pretty much rounds out that list. Yeah. 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 Anybody was... have their own favorite gimmick or failed gimmick? Please shout us out on social media. Please yes, do. Please do. What? What? How could they reach us, John? They could reach us out. Reach out. Reach us out to us. You hear this? Uh, they could reach out to us. Reach on, on out to us. Reach on out <laughs> on Twitter at Empty Arena Show. Check us out on uh, Instagram for Andrew's dank memes. Um, dankest. 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 It's a dumbest. Um, email us uh, Empty Arena Podcast at gmail dot com. Check us out on Facebook. We don't have a Snapchat yet. We're still working on that. Um, <laughs> and if you have any good recommendations uh, for uh, for CDs from the '90s, please reach out to us. Also, CDs from the '90s. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I like the way you work. Mm-hmm. No diggity. Got I got the bag. You work. Bag all right, all right. All right let's guys. wrap this thing up. Right. <laughs> Till next time. This has been the Empty Arena Podcast. Deuces, Deuces everybody. Later, people. This has been an Awesome Studios production.